This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, March 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. Co-op tax deal hits Democratic roadblock. Farm bill delayed as Conaway seeks a deal. An exemption bill snags a key backer. The 199A tax deal removes disparity in treatment of farmer sales, but it's likely one step forward and then another back. That's what seems to have happened with the agreement that grain companies and farmer cooperatives reached to fix the Section 199A deduction. Shortly before the agreement was announced yesterday, Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer let it be known that he didn't want to allow the 199A fix in this pending omnibus spending bill unless... Republicans agreed to reopen the new tax law that created 199A. Democrats, quote, don't have much of an inclination to pass the 199A fix unless they want to open up other parts of the tax bill, according to Schumer. Keep in mind, Schumer might be bluffing or he may just be using the 199A issue as a leverage to get something else that Democrats want in the spending bill. But remember, this is exactly the same problem that Democrats ran into after passing the Affordable Care Act on a partisan basis. Republicans wouldn't cooperate with fixing problems in that. So there's no way Republicans will allow Democrats to undo the tax law just to get the 199A issue addressed. As for the fix itself... Agriculture tax expert Paul Neifer has posted an analysis spelling out how the new provision would work for various farmers. The agreement essentially recreates the way that co-ops used to use a tax deduction that was repealed with the tax law. All farmers who are not organized as C-corporations would still get that 20% deduction on net farm income. Conway delays farm bill but cites a great meeting. It looks like it'll be at least April now before either the House or the Senate Agriculture Committees take up a new farm bill. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conway is delaying work on his committee's bill to see if he can negotiate changes to the food stamp provisions that will get Democratic support. Conway told reporters last night he was encouraged after what he described as a great meeting earlier in the day with the committee's ranking Democrat Colin Peterson. However, getting Democrats to sign on to the bill is going to be a tall order. The draft bill would increase the number of SNAP recipients that are subject to work requirements and use the savings from reduced program enrollment to pay for expanding employment and training programs. Conway disputed Peterson's claim that 8 million people would be knocked off the program, but the chairman did acknowledge that some people would self-select to leave the program because of the work rules. For more on the Farm Bill, including the major changes that conservation programs could face, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Superfund exemption gets key Democratic sponsor. Top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, has agreed to co-sponsor legislation giving livestock operations an exemption from pollution reporting laws, including the Superfund law known as CERCLA. Here's why this matters. The exemption bill called the Farm Act already has some Democratic support, but Stabenow's backing should make it easier to eventually attach the measure to the Farm Bill. In the meantime, the chairman of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, John Barrasso of Wyoming, folded the Farm Act into a package of regulatory relief measures called the Acre Act. Barrasso's ultimate goal, sources say, is to attach as many of those measures as possible, including the Farm Act, to the Farm Bill. 
Moving the package of environmental bills out of his committee will help Barrasso make the case that the legislation merits being part of the Farm Bill. Other provisions of the Acre Act would streamline permitting for pesticide applications, protect the privacy of producer information, and protect farmers from being penalized when their actions could be considered baiting of migratory game birds. Biofuel groups make plea for tax extenders. Biodiesel and ethanol producers will be making appeals to the House Ways and Means Committee today to once again resurrect a package of tax benefits that have expired. The provision includes the $1 a gallon tax credit for biodiesel, as well as incentives for second-generation biofuels and ethanol pumping equipment. The budget agreement that Congress passed last month extended the tax credits retroactively, but only for 2017. The noise of uncertainty is detrimental to the future of the industry, according to Kurt Kavorik, Vice President of Federal Affairs at the National Biodiesel Board. He said, we've seen biodiesel and renewable diesel production grow from 25 million gallons before the tax credit to nearly 3 billion gallons. Imagine how much farther we could be as an industry if this federal policy mechanism hadn't lapsed so many different times. Department of Transportation delays trucking rule temporarily. The Transportation Department is delaying for another 90 days its electronic logging device requirement for agriculture truckers. The ELDs will keep track of how long a trucker has been on the road, making it easier to enforce the rule that requires 10 hours of rest for every 11 hours of driving. The ELD mandate imposes restrictions upon the agriculture industry that lack flexibility necessary for the unique realities of hauling agricultural commodities, according to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. He said the 90-day extension will give the Department of Transportation additional time to issue guidance on hours of service and other ELD exemptions that are troubling for agricultural haulers. Mahoney sworn in as Deputy USTR. C.J. Mahoney, President Trump's pick to be the U.S. Trade Representative Deputy to oversee investment services, labor environment, Africa, China, and the Western Hemisphere, is now on the job after being sworn in by U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer yesterday. Mahoney, who will be responsible for the North American Free Trade Agreement, joins the USTR after the seventh round of talks to rewrite that pact wrapped up recently in Mexico City. Negotiators have lauded some gains in the talks, but Lighthizer announced disappointment last week that no major agreements have been made on U.S. proposals. Here's today's She Said It. This is an example of many that I expect to surface where in a rush to do something that's jammed through on a partisan basis rather than done thoughtfully, getting input from people impacted ended up in a real mess. That's Senator Debbie Stabenow of Minnesota on the Section 199A tax issue. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, March 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.